Welcome back once again, Holligans. I know it's been a minute. Uh, Joe here with you, joined as always by my just ever amazing, stunning, vivacious co-host, Ryan. We're going to review something that I picked out. I was just flipping through some different streaming services. And I don't know how you all feel about this particular actor, but he's one of my favorite actors working. Now that there's no more Michael Clark Duncan, um, I think this person has filled that role. Uh, he's been in some things that I've really enjoyed. He's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I just love him. Uh, this is Terry Crews. He is in a movie called John Henry. And uh, what I know about John Henry is John Henry is a steel-driving man. He, uh... Born with a hammer in his hand. Born with a hammer in his hand. He he beat the ra uh, rail-spike driving machine. Mm -hmm. he, he beat it. And it was, uh, it was quite the story. When I first tried to get this movie, because uh, we couldn't, I couldn't find it anywhere to rent it or to to see it for free, and so I was going to have to rent it. And I saw one pop up on Google Play that said John Henry and to buy it for a buck ninety nine. I'm like, all right, I'll buy it for that. And the very first thing that popped up when I turned it on, it said Scholastic, and I was like, wait a second. And then it ended up being like a twenty minute short about like the actual legend of John Henry. And so I'm like, I don't. I don't think this is what I wanted. So I did a little more searching, found it. I think I watched it on YouTube movies. This was, I saw that it had Terry Crews. I saw that it had Ludacris and was like, does, that, does Ludacris have like a half golden jaw? All right. I think I'm, I think I'm down to see whatever this is about. And I, I would say it surprised me a little bit. It wasn't necessarily what I expected not that I had any expectations. I didn't watch a preview for it. I just saw the little screenshot pop up and was like, oh, that's Terry Crews. Is he carrying a big-ass hammer? All right, yeah, let's do this. I'm down. So, Ryan, how do you feel about my dumbass pick of John Henry? <laughs> oh, man. I I was in with the cover. I was in with Terry Crews. I was in with Ludacris. Uh Ludacris is weird, like metal jaw thing. Right. I, I didn't even really pay any attention to. I had no, I, I made no assumptions as to what that was about. This movie was, uh, awful. Ah! Uh, I'm trying okay. to find a more like colorful way to put it. Cause I think there could be a good movie or a good story hiding in there somewhere, but Man, this was rough. There's a whole lot of watching like old VHS tapes or footage made to look like it was shot on VHS from uh -huh. like back in the day where it's showing. I mean, just showing John um, Henry as a young man. Yeah, I'm trying to think of examples of this. There's like, I mean, there's plenty of movies and TV shows where they have flashbacks or they'll show old footage, but they show like a couple seconds or a couple minutes, like not, not a couple minutes. They show like a couple seconds to maybe a minute to show like, look, this character used to know this person or they, this is how they acted or this is something that happened to them in this. You're watching like 10 minutes at a time of like kids in Compton sitting around a table, like playing cards, passing around, uh, whatever, whatever. This that was, I'm pretty sure Holligans, he's looking for the word blunt. Even I know Dr. Evil said blunt. I know so. that, I know that there are terms for the way you prepare it. I wasn't sure if that was the right term, but they've just, got guns. Sure they're playing. That, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and say, I'm going to call it. I'm going to say, yeah, they, they had blunts. So I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and call it. Yep. But there's a lot 
there's a lot of that. There's a lot of just like watching people go about their day. It's a real slow movie. Terry Crews looks like he's in pain for a lot of it. Like the way he moves his mouth and his face, like the way he like kind of has a jaw off to the side. It's like he's got nerve damage or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I went to high school with a girl. I was really good friends with her who had some kind of nerve damage on like one side of her mouth from like a dog bite when she was a little kid. And it caused her mouth to do what his does in this, which is like when he's got a real serious face, his bottom lip is like slightly to one side. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And he just looks so serious, but I also get the impression that he's kind of dumb. Yeah. Cause I, he talks about like, I don't know how to do words and stuff. And like people would help him. With it, but he's also like an artist, so it's I don't know, man. He he has layers, that man. I don't think he was given a lot to work with in this movie though. <laughs> Ogres have layers, onions have layers. We both have layers. So I I think I see what you're saying with this. So I I compared him in the beginning, and I did this for a reason. I compared him to Michael Clark Duncan Duncan because he he was one of my favorite just kind of surprisingly comedic actors that I'd ever seen in some different things. He, he played in some things that I really enjoyed and I really enjoyed seeing him do that and really let loose. I was, it was very fun. I, I think about one particular movie that he did that was in a, in a similar thought to this in the fact that you have this like almost a gentle giant who can, who can produce massive amounts of violence if necessary. Right, right. White chicks, right? That was <laughs> second. That was second place to this movie I'm thinking of. And that that would be, no. Terry Crews was in White Chicks. I'm talking about Michael Clark Duncan. Oh, here. sorry, that's sorry. Good try, though. Good try. Um, I was talking about The Green Mile. Okay. So that was a, and if nobody, if you haven't seen it, this is a movie I would like us to do at some point. I haven't seen it in a long time. But I think I put it up there in quality and emotional depth and content as I would a Shawshank Redemption. I mean, they're both prison movies, so it's one of the easier ones to compare it to. But really well done. Some good characters, some good things that go on in it. And he was a very good character in it. So I think Terry Crews in this is trying to play a similar character to that. This more of a gentle giant kind of uh, person. John Henry, that he... his his hands are like steel and they refer to different things in the movie with him. I don't know if I, if I think that those scenes that you're referring to went on quite as long as you're referring to. No, probably not. I can see why you would say that, but they're I thought long, they, they did drag a little bit. Yeah, they are long. It's yeah. There's just a lot of it, man. There's a lot of, a lot of these like flashback scenes. You're watching old movies and stuff. Or like just scenes of people going about their day. Uh, the one I will say I would I enjoyed was the two guys in uh, like sitting in that Escalade or whatever it was. Ah, and towards the end. Yeah, where he's like talking about the human centipede thing. He's like, man, I don't want to know anything about what's going on in Germany. <laughs> like from middle those, or back. From those, middle or back. Those ah. two talking. I when it hit that. And I, I think after about like 20 or 30 seconds of watching them, I was like, I'd be okay if this was just the rest of the movie. If it was just <laughs> these guys talking, like they have very like 
Pulp Fiction vibes for me. I was thinking, did it did it remind you of the two characters from Lucky Number Eleven that you liked? Those two guys who had the back and oh, forth a little bit, slow, Elvis and Slow. Yeah. Yes. I there's no way I was going to remember their actual <laughs> yeah. names for the movie without looking at that the one. Like, I know for, yeah, because the the yeah, that's right. Because the other two henchmen didn't talk, or mm-hmm. the one did, but the other one had the vow of silence. Right. And when you know why? Once personally, you'd have to ask him, but he wouldn't answer me. Yeah. Yeah, there was some. I thought there was some some a little bit of good stuff in this. I I feel like it reminded me of Friday. Like I I watched a lot of Friday back in the day, and the it was it really came down to in that movie, a young man standing up to a neighborhood bully is really what it was. And that's kind of what it played out in this movie that John Henry ends up standing up against his cousin who, you know, we don't know how it happens. We just see some of him beforehand in these old flashback movies that they have. And not all of them are shown in movies. There's an actual, at least one scene with, uh, Terry, John Henry's character and his cousin who ends up, uh, being played and they're not played these two gentlemen who are playing in the younger uh, the flashback they're not played by Terry Crews and Ludacris they're just played by a couple different actors and it's just giving you kind of the backstory on it and it's John Henry's cousin ends up you know growing up into uh, like the Debo character from Friday where he's like he's more than that though he's more than a Debo who's just the, the neighborhood thug who it just kind of intimidates everybody by his sheer size. He, he actually is in charge of everything. And I, I wasn't sure how I felt about some of this movie. By the time it finished and played all the way out, I think it was not exactly what I was expecting out of it. And as I said beforehand, I had no real expectations. I just kind of hoped that at some point I would see Terry Crews in all his humongous glory murdering people with a big sledgehammer and we did get some of that not a lot the movie wasn't it wasn't about that it wasn't john wick with a hammer and i think it was it couldn't have been that john henry isn't his character wasn't that type of character so it couldn't have turned into a movie like that and they the did scenes have- where they they did play into that a little bit they really like went for it they didn't necessarily it wasn't hostile level goriness that's going on but it really had an impact i thought when it actually got to that point so i well we'll get into watch or not a watch later on i i don't even know if i'm i'm sure on my recommendation on this one yet it was it was different than i expected for for sure over over and above everything else i wasn't i was surprised by i think what i ended up watching not sure some of it some of the beginning things the leading up scenes there was the music the soundtrack and this is not my soundtrack and that's okay doesn't have to be i did feel a little bit like i was watching um blazing saddles and the fact that they hit the n-word so much in this movie my goodness but we don't watch necessarily movies like that a whole lot at least i don't and so it was it's culturally different it this movies that are made they they had a term for it, uh, black exploitation, with some of the movies they had like back in the seventies and early eighties, things like that, uh, where they really like leaned hard into like uh, 
oh, what was it? I know Michael Jai White played the character uh, in something Dynamite, where they he did it in in Adult Swim as a cartoon, but it was a uh, also that style of movie that they did. It was a live action, and he's just like this Shaft type character. And the movies that are in that kind of a genre, it's not really not really things that I'm watching a lot. So it's yeah. interesting to step out of what you would consider your comfort zone and to watch something like this. It isn't something you would normally watch. It's almost as much that stepping out of something that we would normally watch as, oh, I just had it in my head. Oh, gosh. That Jared Leto movie where it's going over his whole life and he's an old man and he's like the last living person who's going to die. Oh, um, you know that it was ridiculous, but it's as much out Mr. of my comfort zone as that was. Mr. Nobody? Mr. Nobody, yes. <sighs> yeah. This movie was a lot. A lot and not much all the same time. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot where it felt like not much was happening. It was just like really inefficient storytelling. Mm-hmm. There were certain moments that I liked a lot, but then there's a lot of like his dad. His dad uh, was great. His dad was fantastic. What Loved was? his dad. <laughs> It was legendary. It was legendary. legendary. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was it? Ken Forey. And I had to look him up because his voice reminded me of another actor. Yes, yeah, I know who you're talking The guy who voices the president on Rick and Morty, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. That He was. Uh, he played a character in uh, Riddick, the yeah. Chronicles of Riddick movie, and... So, yeah, I know that actor. He's very, I think, uh, definitely famous voice actor, but everybody's seen him and stuff. It reminded me of him, but it wasn't him. Right. Yeah, it took me a second to realize that it wasn't him. But, yeah, everything he said was gold. I didn't cheat. I did turn on the subtitles for a minute to see what would happen during the Spanish scenes where mm-hmm. it does not give you translations, and it will it give not. you – it. It. the way I watched it, it did give you, like, subs for what she was saying, but I actually – was like, no, I'm not going to cheat. I'm going to, I'm going to take it in the same way as John Henry. Okay. I'm not going to. Yeah. Know. I, I turned on subtitles and it was just Spanish. Just said Spanish. Oh, like, so I'm like, yeah, it no. didn't actually tell me what it was. I might have watched it a different way than you. Cause it's, it's available for rent a couple places. So it might yeah, depend on where you get sure, it from. Sure. Like I didn't rent it from uh YouTube movies. It, it is also available for rent on. Like Amazon, yeah, for like three, three bucks, something like that. Mm-hmm. But it, it was just, I feel like they had a decent chance and just kind of missed the mark. Like having the fight in the day, like out in the street, the random, I don't know, just the random stuff that happens, like the little kid who comes out who we think gets shot at some point, And really mm-hmm. it's just that he fell over because he's like a dumb little kid. Or whatever, whatever reason he fell over for, but I don't know. It it was just, it was, it was rough. There were there were parts of it that I like. I actually liked the soundtrack for the most part, and I thought some of the visuals were cool. I did not <laughs> anticipate where Ludacris's hideout was. <laughs> I did not like, given the lighting and the way people were coming into the place. I assumed he was going to be in like some kind of. You know, like penthouse somewhere or whatever, not in like, not in like a, a normal house like yours. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. 
Like the neighborhood looks just like yours. It's just like a right. normal. They're just, he's just like in a house in Englewood or something. Right. Yeah. It's just like a normal house with like neighbors and like people out mowing the lawn and stuff. And there's it's like, what? Yeah. Based what on his level this? of bad guyness, I actually placed him in like some shady warehouse somewhere. Well, that's and what the, I was envisioning. And the lighting's like all black light. There's no like normal lights on at all. So everything looks like really strange and just very. <clears throat> I don't know, very off-putting and unsettling, I guess, which is the point, I'm sure. But, dude, I'd be so self-conscious. I'd be like, oh, no, I have so many stains on this shirt that I didn't know about. <laughs> I don't know what shows up in a black light. Right, I mean. I know I've taken uh, eye drops before, medicated eye drops, and I wound up going to a laser tag place that had black lights. And I had, like, these streaks that glowed all down my face. Oh god, I had like an iron. I had like a crying a, raver. Yeah, yeah, basically. Anyway, there there was just a lot of weird stuff with it. I I kind of liked it overall because I really liked Terry Crews, but I don't know, man. The the just some of the stuff that happens, like the crippled father just like getting up. Adrenaline is a hell of a drug. Right. Yeah. How are you standing? Like I'm at least glad that he asked it, but oh man. Yeah, dad was gold. The the it, one of the biggest issues I take in this movie is I they they tr- I felt like they were really tried to build up that rivalry between good and bad between John Henry and his cousin, who ends up being just the head of this gang. Like he's into drugs and human trafficking, and they're they're just showing this gang life and. Some of the things in it, there are things that happen in this that you just don't see in a general day-to-day. Could you imagine if, like, uh, your fiancé and Tasha, you know, they're cousins, and they're just sitting on your couch, and they're having a conversation, and you're in the room doing something, and then I come in, and, you know, we're getting ready to have a conversation, and you're just like, hey, bitches, leave. And they're just like, right. okay, daddy, and they just get up and leave. Like, that's not that's not a thing that... It happens in our day to day. It's not the way that works. But I, th- I think some of the things that went on in this, they, they try to really build up how this, uh, why there was this tension between John Henry and his cousin, and that they both tried to go their separate directions. They're basically kind of leaving each other alone. And it was sheer happenstance that caused them to collide once again uh there's this older grandmother character and i mean i think she serves the part of grandmother to both these uh young men in a fairly okay way you have this girl who escapes uh or is actually who's who's rescued towards the beginning of the movie and i'm like oh what's going on here and then you kind of see what's going on with it that there's these girls and there's these gang members and they're all like playing cards and just it's it's not a good situation for these young ladies and uh this these couple guys just come in and start they they really start the series of events it's what kind of pops things off and causes everything to spiral out of control and i i understood what they were going for in the movie and I, I wasn't sure, as I said, what to expect out of it yet. What they brought me 
was different maybe than what I hoped for. I think mm-hmm. I was really hoping for Terry Crews is for like the second half of this movie, just going to take a sledgehammer and go wreck some fools who were, you know, stepping, stepping out of line. Yeah. And that was, Yeah. It ends up kind of happening. Like it, it really comes down to just the two main, you know, John Henry and the main evil villain played by Ludacris. And, and they have this, this one, you know, one on one, but realistic. It's not even the way it plays out. I thought it was interesting. I thought they tried to do interesting things, but I really almost think you're right in the fact that it just wasn't done as well as it could be. When when I think about, and I know that this is not, we're not talking, you know, Tom Hanks level budget with a green mile. Like it's not the same level of writing and movie as that's going to be. But I think things like this could be. If they were a little bit more well written, I I think their potential is here. I just don't know how much it panned out as far as what the director and writers were actually going for with you know whatever their message was with this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I I kind of imagine that a lot of the problems were because of like a lack of budget. You know, the whole thing taking place in a house, like taking place outside during the day. Some of the fight scenes. Um, yeah, it's just really, I don't know. Some of it was so odd. But then again, some of it was fun. But it's like there are movies like like what we talk about all the time, Hawk and Rev, that like kind of lean into the lower budget and make it work for them. They make it funny. They make it part of it. But in this case, I think it hurt them. And you wouldn't expect it to be low budget with Terry Crews and Ludacris both in it. That's fair. I think that's. I think that's fair. But so, what do you think? Watch or not a watch? What does the cat I think? Don't... Oh, Callie, what do you think? Huh? You gonna, gonna tell our audience? Cat, come on. Ah, cat, out. Now you're not gonna make noise. Come on. Nothing. Get out of here. I can't. All right. Um. I honestly would say I have to go with I really like Terry Crews and as far as acting goes any of the stuff I've seen Ludacris in has generally been alright he plays an okay character for what he's trying to do I don't know if I necessarily agree with that with this one because I don't I don't feel like he as a bad guy was relevant I mean I understood what was going on but and that he was the man in charge but it just he didn't really carry the weight of some of the other bad guys that we've seen in different movies. So I think I'm, I think I'm going to call this not a watch. I would agree for pretty much the same reasons. And the fact that it was, uh, pretty hard to find, like not super obvious as to where to get it. Absolutely. (laughs) I just saw it and was like, Oh, that looks, that looks interesting. This was yeah. this was not a shining winner by by Joe off off of movie hell. No, it's about time you had a stumble like me. I Feels mean, good. <laughs> well, whatever you gotta tell yourself, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was I don't know. There wasn't really anything I was hoping to get out of it necessarily. And as I said, when they actually 
threw some some for real violence into it. I thought because of how they slow played it, I did appreciate how that actually had more impact than anything else. I don't know how I feel about the end of it. I I think it makes sense for the most part, at least when you hear the story of John Henry, I mean, the way that actually plays out at the end. And so I guess I can't, it shouldn't have been a surprise to me the way it played out. I was, it was one of those that there was a little bit of potential for after this, this, you know, thing with his cousin was over, he might've been able to have kind of a, a little life and really settle down into something. And he didn't get that opportunity. And I thought that was a little, it was sad. I can't say it was disappointing because sometimes when you stand up to do the right thing, you have to give everything towards that. You have to give all, which is what he did. Sorry, spoilers for John Henry. But it's, I thought it was okay because of that. Like I, I, I got what they were doing with it and it, unlike what they do in so many movies now where they're afraid to do that. And this one just went ahead and did it because everybody wants everything to end with a nice, tidy bow package wrapped up, beautiful, ready to walk off into the sunset. And that's not the way life works out sometimes. And so mm-hmm. I can at least appreciate that out of this. But as an overall movie, if you miss it, I don't think you're missing much. Okay. All right. Well, is that it? I don't. I, I was. I don't know, buddy. Is that it? You want to want to talk about anything else going on yeah. movie wise? I heard uh, Chris Rock apparently in his comedic special has said some stuff back about Will Smith, which probably yeah. well deserved considering he got smacked in the mouth live on the Oscars. Uh, but otherwise, no. I think uh, that might be it for this one for uh, John Henry and Movie Hal. Uh, we it just there wasn't a lot to this one. Not a bunch for us to really delve into Halligans. We would like to do this more often, as we have said many, many times before. We might actually give that a shot now. Uh-huh. I think, uh, especially coming up, my kids will be in summer, uh, be, be hitting summer soon, so I'll have a little bit more free time because they're not going to be involved in literally everything that they possibly can. So that'll be okay, but as always, we would love to know what you all think about Mm -hmm. whether it's John Henry, any other movies that we have ever reviewed on this uh, channel that we have, which there's a number. We've got a few in uh, the archive. So look them over. What do you think about some of those? And what should we watch next? There's a lot. There's a lot of things that have come out recently. You've got that, that new Shazam movie, which I didn't even see the first one. My daughter said something about wanting to go watch the second one. I'm like... You didn't even see the first one. Like, why do you care at all? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't care. But we'll uh, see what happens. Did you hear about the new Flash movie? That that might be the movie that gets DC back in back in this. I heard it's, it's what, so good that it might it might do it. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've it's heard not that possible, it's, right? It I've, I've heard that it's actually testing well. Like, truthfully, but. I don't know, man. It's pretty problematic to have your main guy in it be somebody who's been on the run for the police for the last like three months or for more than three months, I guess. Yeah. He was on the run for a while. They they finally caught him. Right. But now he's I don't problematic. know. What, yeah. I don't know what's happening with him now, but 
Problematic and, is, yeah, that's what he I is. Don't, I don't particularly like him as Flash. Like, I, I, I've seen him playing a couple of things where he was okay, but I, do do I like that Flash? I, okay, here, because I'm curious, and I know this has nothing to do with the movie that we just uh, talked about, but who's your favorite Flash who's ever been in movie media of any kind, TV show or movie? Um... I would pro- I would probably say Grant Gustin from the CW series. Oh, okay, the CW Flash, really? Yeah, I like him okay. as a Flash. Like he actually, I feel like he plays the character fairly well. I think I don't like. Um, oh my god, I've already lost his name. Ezra Miller. Yeah. Like I don't like him enough that I already forgot his name. Just like two seconds after talking about him. <laughs> Uh, he reminds me not of the Flash, but of like versions of Impulse that I've seen, which is like Barry Allen's kid or something like that. Oh, Bart Allen, something like that. Or maybe he's supposed to be. I don't even know. Maybe he's like a different alternate version of Barry. But either way, he uh, I don't know. He's a little too spazzy. He's a little too goofy. Just not into it. Grant Gustin plays him in a much more like serious down to earth way you know yeah I but, I did like the first season of that I think my favorite Flash I've ever seen was are you gonna say know, John? Just the, the Justice League cartoon oh yeah voiced by um, Michael Rosenbaum I'll, I'll take your word for it yeah. but I think I enjoyed that they, he was they the same character was in several of the DC Universe movies yeah and that and was that was Wally all the West. ones I've seen and I remember the very first one that came on uh, back on TV in like the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, that's John Wesley Ship. Yeah, it was not from great. From the Flash from but, yeah, 90 to 91. I, I mean, if I watch it again now, a I'd couple probably movies. say it wasn't great. But back then, I really enjoyed it. Well, and I, one of the things that I like about him is they bring him back as an alternate universe Flash in the CW show. Which I thought was kind of. That's kind of cool. I get that they're pandering to me, but I like it. <laughs> I like it anyway. I, I I see what you're doing, but I appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, That's and fair. I, That's it's interesting fair. that we pick different versions of like different flashes as well, because DCAU Flash is Wally West. The CW Flash is Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's I think John Wesley Ship played Barry Allen as well. Yeah, uh, I think he was the same Flash, but he plays. Uh, yeah, he I think he plays Jake Garrick Flash hmm. in the CW series. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He was Barry Allen in his own show, but he's Jake Garrick in CW. There's too many of the characters. I don't. I don't know what's going to happen going forward with some of these the superhero movies. I think the genre itself is really dying off. They're trying to keep it going. I just don't think they can. There's Well, I I think they're trying. I think one of the problems is that they are trying to get back to like a Thanos level threat without going back to like street level. Like we see how well the Spider-Man movies did without having to have these giant universe ending consequences. Like we see how well like daredevil did on uh-huh. Netflix, which was just again, like a street level crime fighting show. And the other part of it is that they keep 
trying to introduce more characters without giving them the hero's journey. They're just like already awesome. Yep. And we're just supposed to buy into it and it's not really working. Yeah. There are certain characters throughout the MCU that really grew. You've got, I mean, you've got people like Cap and Iron Man. They really had their own movies. They really went through some stuff and they, I thought they really progressed as characters. And then you have Thor, somebody who also arguably went through more than either one of them did that more loss, more betrayal, more things in general, more just everything that you could possibly go through. And what they did to him in the last movie was utterly shameful. I feel like even in Ragnarok, they did it. They just keep making him dumber and dumber. Yeah. It's, and he's not that like it. It's almost like if you try to make Superman dumb, but you have any really relevant knowledge of the comics, he's, He's like Wiley e. Coyote, super genius. Like he, his level is so far beyond anything we can manifest, even just just thinking about it, just trying to imagine what that level of intellect is like. We can't even begin to understand it, you know, us normies. But <laughs> turning turning these characters into what they're doing, and you're right, they're trying to introduce characters and make them. They're telling us how awesome they are versus showing us an actual journey where they have to lose and maybe lose more than once to really grow as a character and to understand why did I lose? Why did the choices I made cause this to happen? And how can I edit myself in the future? They're not doing that. They're just like, look at this superhero character that we're introducing. They're awesome. How do you know? We're going to tell you. Yeah, and we're also going to show you one of the legacy heroes being an idiot right next to them. I mean, there's that too. They, you know, the Eternals movie came out. I know we reviewed it, but Ow. you care at all about that movie? Could no, could you not at all. Possibly care less about an Eternals sequel or how they're going to bring you know Captain Marvel into that world and and combine them and how it's going to build up. No, we don't care about any of that. Like, Avengers really built something that nothing had ever come across like that, and they're, I just don't think they're going to do it again. I think that was more of a, a one-time thing in cinema, and thanks to COVID in 2020, we're never getting that again. We're never going to get something that builds up the way that Marvel did it to culminate in, ever, in what it did in Endgame. And there's nothing. We're not going to get that again. It's over. Those days are past. And so now, that's fine. It was like when I realized that special effects. Oh, oh, they can do whatever they want now when, like, uh, Phantom Menace came out. Oh, you can just, if you can imagine it in your mind, you can put it on screen. And so then it, the world of movies changed for me at that moment to, oh, well, now you have to go back to, is it a good story? Is it written well? Are the characters developed? in a manner that is compelling and understandable and relatable. And we have to get back to that now. I mean, special effects, you've got the Avatar movie that came out. And, like, I heard that half of the movie was basically a high school dramedy shoved into this Avatar, you know, 
big corporations are still bad. Native people are still good. You know, cowboy versus Indians kind of a thing. I didn't like the first Avatar. I could care less about seeing this one or any subsequent subsequent ones that come out. I, those days are done. It's done. Now you just have to give us actual good movies. I want actual good stories. And I do still think there's things that come out that give us that. We had Joker. We had uh, Ford versus Ferrari. We've had movies that we've done that they're still making ones that count, that are thoughtful, and that make sense. And so, you know what? Maybe the next movie that we're going to do, Holligans, is going to be one of those. But maybe not. Maybe we're going to, you know, guess for something else. Ryan's going to be like, oh, I picked this one. And we're going to find out that it was awesome and it subverted our expectations. Or maybe it's just a John Henry and it's just, okay, it was it was what it was. Wasn't great. Wasn't terrible. I like the actors. But ultimately forgettable. Yeah, I could talk about the Marvel movies and hero movies in general longer. I I think it's totally possible to do what Marvel did again. I think the problem is just the patience to do it again, because now Marvel's trying to rush it. And they're also trying to, like, I, I don't exactly understand what they're doing. Mm, I don't I know why. part of what they're doing. I, I understand a little bit of what they're doing. I know that, like, towards the end, I didn't think it was going to be, like, a big thing. But I remember them saying, you know, more, we're going to have more female heroes than male heroes eventually. Because they were talking about, you know, Captain Marvel getting added in and we already had Black Widow and all that stuff. And they're like, yeah, there's going to be more and more heroes introduced. It's going to be like more men and women, whatever. But it's I didn't think anything of it. But I do think part of it is part of the problem that they have is they're they're kind of they're tackling things in a way that I guess could be efficient if they did it well. They're trying to push the old heroes out. Yeah, they're trying to push them out. There's no other way to put that. No, there's no other way to put it. You're right. They're trying to push them out. And at the same time, they're not, you know, they're not wasting anything. They're trying to push them out and make the new heroes look better by having the old heroes tell them how great they are. Now, I'm not going to pretend to know everything like America Chavez was that way. You know, she has this power. Uh I honestly think that most of the movie was like people keep talking about how Dr. Strange was a side character in his own movie. I don't think he was. I think he was kind of led on this journey. We experience it all through him. He's still the main character. But the end of the movie is him giving this pep talk to her, telling her that she's already amazing and already can do everything that she needs to do. And then he gives her the creepy wink with like the corpse Dr. Strange body that he's using. Yeah. And she's just suddenly able to do what she needs to do and defeat Scarlet Witch. And Scarlet Witch is one of the most powerful characters in all of Marvel, which is like kind of a shame that they didn't just save her for another giant threat. Have her team up with somebody like a Kang. But it's whatever. But I keep seeing things like that where they just talk about how great they are. Or you see characters like the Eternals where I'm sure if they gave them their own movies, we could get into it a little bit. And there's stuff that's interesting or that you can empathize with like um what was i can't remember the one's name but the one who's like stuck in like a very young looking body right yeah, yeah i know who's on that sure but he was like either. in love with the other one like the the leader guy right and the uh the the guy see i can't even remember any of their names the one who's like an actor in bollywood it has that line where he's like 
Kamal yeah, Nanjiani. Yeah, yeah. Nanjiani. We yeah. know the actor's name. He's like, that. he's Peter, and we're the Lost Boys, but you're Tinkerbell. And Tinkerbell's in love with Peter. Like, that thing. Right. And that's kind of a compelling thing. Like, this this problem that this character has, but they try to do so much in one movie, and they just, like, barely touch on all these a little bit. And then there are lines that don't make sense. Like, oh, I've always wanted to clip your wings, the one guy says when he's fighting Icarus, I think his name is. Yeah. And but they've never hinted before in that movie that those two had a problem with each other or that the one ever wanted to fight the other or that they really felt any particular way about each other, except they're like teammates. I don't know. I didn't see black, the new black Panther. What, what kind of forever? I heard it was bad. I saw a lot of stuff online saying, if you're white, don't go to it. Or if you're, you know, if you're going to go like give your ticket to a black family or something like that. And it's like, I think I'm just going to wait for wait for this to be on streaming rather than like deal with the political mess of going to it or not going to it because all this stuff is so weird now. And I didn't. What else didn't I see? What else has been out? Oh my God. Um, God, what else has come out? I saw Multiverse of Madness. I haven't seen Ant-Man. There were, I mean, right, Ant-Man is the other one. I haven't seen that either. There were a couple. Terrible. I heard it was just terrible. I didn't hear terrible things. The only people I know who've seen it are some girls who come into my bar. They were in and they were, they were, you know, in kind of late on a weeknight and they were just getting a couple, like a lot of drinks, actually. They, tr- they drank a considerable amount and they were like, yeah, we're going to see a midnight show. So it must've been a Thursday or whatever, but they're like, we're going to see a midnight showing of Ant-Man. And they came back like a day or two later. And I was like, how was the movie? And they're like, uh, it was, it was okay. Squarely mediocre. It's like they Square. seemed really excited when they were when they were going to it, but then it's like, yeah, it's just it's just another serviceable movie. But once you know. start leaning into that formula too much, it doesn't work. Yeah, there's Can't just not it. there's just not a lot of uh, engagement for some for some reason, and maybe it's that I'm older now. But I don't know, because I I still get sucked in by movies. And I feel like if DC started doing well, I would get pulled into those, too. I thought that for a little while, too. I don't think that's the case, though. I, I think a portion of it is that. I'm getting older. I don't have as much time to dedicate to this. Not like when I was in my, you know, super late teens, early 20s. And not all the time. We went to movies all the time. We stood in lines, midnight shows, all that. But... A portion of it is I'm just older. I'm more discerning. I actually want a little more out of my stuff than what they've been putting out. But if they were to come out with something that was worthy of it, I, I would still feel that way. I feel that way about um, I want to see the next John Wick. I am interested to see how that concludes. Yeah, That's been fun up to this point. And Deadpool. Deadpool's a movie, three, where... I want to see it. Like, I'm excited for it. There's, It's kind of like video games nowadays. There's not many video games that I'm going to be excited for. And I'm really going to want to go and play and get on day one. Uh, there's one coming up that I, I really want to get on day one. That Which I'm is? Super Diablo 4. Oh. So, super excited about that. I've been playing some of the seasons of it. Diablo 3 for years at this point. 
but it's just I just can't get it. I just can't get sucked into that stuff the way that I used to. But I think you're right. If there were things that came along that were worthwhile, I would get sucked into it. But I'm gonna just disagree with you. I honestly believe I don't think it's gonna happen again. I don't know if they can do it. I don't know it. It would take a movie studio really taking a chance on a property that's not as established, I think, as some of the things that they want to bank on something that is immediately marketable, that everybody already knows the name to. And I don't think that's the way to go about it. We Marvel proved it with things like Guardians of the Galaxy. What is this dumbass group of people? A raccoon and a, a tree? Like, what is going on? A green girl? And yet it was so well done. It it made us understand that it's not about the characters and their legacy. It's about the movie that you're putting in front of me and how it is, how it's acted, how it's written, how it's directed. Is it drawing me in or is it not? And I honest, I just don't think they're going to do it again. I don't think we're going to get another real buildup of characters where it actually takes time to show their faults and their flaws because the characters that they want to do that with, you're talking about all these female characters that they're trying to bring in. They don't want to do that. They don't want to show these characters as flawed. They just want to show them as super great and awesome and everything they try as soon as they try it because they couldn't possibly have a character who's a female who can't do something. We can't do that. And that's not realistic. That's not real life. Like, people make mistakes and they grow and that's what's interesting that's what draws us in as an audience is empathizing with a character because they're going through something and you're like wow they're really going through something there i can kind of empathize with how they're feeling and how hard that situation must be for them and look how far they came from the beginning part of this movie till the end part of the movie or three movies later look where they are now and they're not willing to do that and so because they're not willing to do that, I just don't think it's ever going to happen again. It's the, the days of an endgame, that's never. It happened the one time, and I never again do I see this happening. I see... Clearly now the rain is gone? Blue-esque. Like burlesque, but blue-esque. Oh. Starring Smurfette. Oh, my God. As Papa Smurf comes to save her from her coyote, ugly-type lifestyle. That's the intro. She's the Iron Man for the Smurf cinematic universe, the, the SCU. And it all culminates in <laughs> IDL the dogs. And it all culminates in Smurf's Rise of Gargamel <laughs> after about 22 movies. <laughs> the Rise of Gargamel. Jesus. <laughs> Holligans, I'm sorry. I cannot take any credit for the things that my co-host Ryan is saying, uh, they are not the, they were said without the express written consent of movie Hall incorporated. <laughs> and he is, he is off on his own thing here. I am not. They did the Smurf thing. I think I'm, I'm out. I'm done. Right. I can't. <laughs> Smurfs. All right. Well, Jesus. if you guys want to reach out and tell us what you think, you can do that by email at movie at gmail.com. Or you can write it on a $20 bill and mail it to a P.O. box that I'll eventually get for us if you guys want to start sending us stuff. I guess I yeah, should have thought that. Yeah, we're not doing Patreon. 
I should you, have take, the, you take actual dollar bills and envelopes. <laughs> Send it old school. That's how we're doing. <laughs> None of this electronic BS. Don't, no Bitcoins. We don't want any of those. That's not true. You can send me all the Bitcoins. I will not turn any of those down. I like Dogecoin. Oh, well, I'm, is that, is that Doja Cat has a coin? Is that? No, sir. Oh. That's Tesla. Uh, what is it? Elon Musk's like pump and dump. He did that with Dogecoin. Okay. <laughs> I mean, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, I guess allegedly. it would be. Uh, what's the word? No. Slander, if you say it's spoken. All right. I learned it from J. Jonah Jameson. (laughs) Slander is spoken, written is libel. There you go. No, do you remember he said something about like, oh, people should buy Dogecoin or something like that. And then I think he was investigated by the SEC or something like that. for that Or FTC, whatever it was. Oh, God. Well, Halligans, I'm pretty sure that's it for us. Uh, John Henry was not a watch from either Ryan or myself. Nope. We got off into a little bit of a tangent because we haven't gotten to talk about movies in a while. So we like to do that. We like to talk about the things that are going on. And I think a lot of things are going on right now. Hollywood's in a weird state of flux. But they're going to keep making movies. We're going to keep watching movies. Until next time, this has been great. I've been Joe. I've been Ryan. And I'm pretty sure we're out.